Hello, my friends. This is Andy Hedia. <laughs> Hello, my friends. This is Hedy and Andy coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Oh, now you say my name and your well, name too? For the Living Fearless Devotional. Yes. Haven't I always said your name? I don't think so. Wow. No, have I you? have. Yes. Have you? Okay. <laughs> um, I am still texting all of our little peeps that we went live. I totally forgot to text everybody. So Don't, don't text while you work. <laughs> we are going live. We have our little church family that is on with us every night, and we love to have their participation. So I wanted to make sure they joined us. Yes. Uh, so this is a production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the Internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. Uh, we have all kinds of resources on the site. We hope you check it out. Um, articles to read, our previous podcast episodes, Bible resources, books you may find interesting, and we have our comment section. We get comments from all over the world, actually, from people with all kinds of wonderful stories to tell us, praise reports, questions to ask. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, please drop us a line. And if you care to partner with this ministry, you can click the Donate Now button. Yes. Make sure you also comment to let us know what you think of the devotional or about our commentary. Maybe you agree or don't agree. Uh, make sure and put it in the comments, whether you're watching live or the replay. Either way, it helps push this broadcast out to other people uh, on the social medias. If you are listening on the podcast, um, you can still comment. Uh, but most importantly, uh, we need you to subscribe. That would be very helpful. Uh, uh, I think that there's a place where you can comment. Oh, really? I didn't Maybe know. not all of them, but I know Spotify does. I'm pretty oh, sure. Cool. That could be. That could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Nice. Okay. Or send us an email. Go to the go <laughs> go to the website and send us an email. Um, and then make sure and visit our sponsors that you will find in the description. Lifewise being one of those companies that is a Christian-run company. That uh, and Jesus is the CEO. I'm not sure if you knew that. Oh, yeah, he has multiple jobs. He's very talented, <laughs> and um, it is a great um, uh, source of supplements for sleeping, for reducing inflammation, and now for a young face like this. Radiance. Radiance. Do you see this? See how see how young it is. Now watch. This is what I. This is a before. <laughs> And after. After. Uh, after. But go to livelifewise.tv. That URL is uh, the one you need to use to make sure you give our show um, credit for the advertisement we just did. Go to getstreamyardnow.com if you want to broadcast your hobby or a devotional for yourself or whatever you want to do. And uh, it's very easy to use. StreamYard is an amazing platform. And um, they have all kinds of tutorials and all kinds of stuff. So go to getstreamyardnow.com. Same thing. Make sure and use that URL. And we didn't put the, uh, we didn't make the scripture uh, banner. banner. Yes, we'll do that in a little bit. Yes. It's Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. What is it again? Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. <laughs> um, uh, one thing that we are doing right now is if you can't tell, we don't have mics in front of our face. We have mics on our lapel. Uh, so we went ahead and and purchased those yesterday on Amazon, and they arrived this morning very quickly. Cool. Um, and so please let us know, uh, those of you especially that have been watching for a long period of time, how the sound may be better, worse, the same. Uh, please let us know what you think. Yes. Um, we're just trying to make sure because we enjoy, at least I enjoy looking at you. I 
Okay, so we enjoy looking at each other. And um, based on what the network, uh, real life network, the people there were saying is that when we turn our head, it was, uh, it was upsetting them. Yes. Because our voice would uh, drift off. So uh, please let us know what you think about this solution. We're gonna, we're gonna find a solution. Uh, no matter what it takes. No matter what. <laughs> um, but um, there you go. So please let us know what you think about yes. the, the mics. All right. So we're going to go to, oh, oh, we have a lot of comments. I just want to see is, uh, if anyone said anything about the sound yet. Okay. Oh. What is, uh, is Andy wearing? Don't get distracted. A name, oh, my name tag. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. Um, so we're reading from Tozier for the Christian Leader for January 13th. The, uh, the title is The Knowledge of God. Okay, bear with me as I read King James here. For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers. Are you going to do yacht? Sorry. <laughs> for when, <laughs> for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. And are become such as, that's such weird English. Yes, I just, be, I want you to know, I read that exactly how it's written. That's Hebrews 5.12. Probably the most widespread and persistent problem to be found among Christians is the problem of retarded spiritual progress. <laughs> These are Tozier's words, not mine. Why, after years of Christian profession, do so many persons find themselves no farther along than when they first believed? The cause of retarded growth are many. It would not be accurate to ascribe the trouble to one single fault. One there is, however, which is so universal that it may easily be the main cause. Failure to give time to the cultivation of the knowledge of God. The Christian is strong or weak depending upon how closely he has cultivated the knowledge of God. Progress in the Christian life is exactly equal to the growing knowledge we gain of the triune God in personal experience. And such experiences requires a whole life devoted to it and plenty of time spent at the holy task of cultivating God. God can be known satisfactorily only as we devote time to him. Lord, I'd like to devote the remaining years of my life and ministry to the holy task of cultivating God. Help me to know you first, and then out of the overflow of that growing knowledge can come whatever ministry you choose to bless me with. Amen. Amen. So I know what cultivation is, but when in reference to God... Can you explain what cultivating God would be? I actually find that expression awkward. Yes. To cultivate God. I don't think we cultivate God. I think we cultivate the knowledge of God mm. because that's cultivating something in us about him. But I don't think you can cultivate him. I think that's a typo. No. No? No. I don't know. The only thing I can gather, and, and, and please, this is one of the times where we need you guys to comment, that, you know, when, when you're planting a, a field of tomatoes right. and you're 
fertilizing it and growing it and the, everything's beginning to blossom. And then the fruit begins to uh, become pickable. But, you know, the time you can pick it, you begin to cultivate sure. and, and bring these things. So, so could it be that reading his word, practicing, you know, his, you know, his desires for us. Right. Those are all cultivating the knowledge of him, I thought. Yeah. And then taking all of that and then distributing it. Yes. So the, the, the cultivating. So the, I'm not sure if it's, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not cultivating God necessarily. It's cultivating his. Essence, his nature, yes. his, the knowledge, the um, attributes. But I don't know, to hmm. say cultivating God makes it sound like he's the one we're farming. Yeah. And I guess you could say, you know, in a sense, you are. By delving into the mysteries of God and trying to learn his word, maybe we are cultivating him. Mm-hmm. Because it's as if we've, uh, as if we're on an exploratory mission. Yeah, it's very interesting um, phraseology, is it not? It is. <laughs> it is, sire. Let's see. Let's see. I, I, I have to see if anybody's commented yet. Yes. Oh, it's, a, it's the clearest I've heard any of. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but Carrie says my mic is not loud enough. Yeah, Andy, Andy turned mine down. No, you're. F- <laughs> <laughs> he you're, wanted his to be booming on top. Of you are, no, my voice just does it. Mine's a four. Mine's number four. I yeah. mean, mine's number three. Oh. Yours is number four. There you go. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's just um, you have a soft voice or something like that, but you don't. I In don't. real life, you don't have a soft voice. I don't. It must be the decibels or the the tone, the pitch. The pitch. The pitch. For whatever reason, the mic doesn't pick it up. Yeah. Well, you know what's fascinating about that, you guys, is my mom wears two hearing aids, virtually deaf. She cannot ever understand me when I speak. She hears everybody else. She hears everybody else. I mean, not fantastically, but she says, there's something about your voice. I cannot make out your words. Wow. So I think it's um, something to be said for that. Hello, all of our friends. We have a ton of friends. Hello. Um, You want to go through that? Yeah, let's see what... um... Okay. Hi, Carrie and Kathy with a K. Hey there. <laughs> and uh, Kathy and Carrie, another Kathy here. Oh, Catherine, I didn't know you want to go by Carrie. You want to go by Kathy. <laughs> we have two Kathys. We have Dr. K. Kate is here too. Good day. And is Andy wearing a hi, my name is no, Andy it's sticker? No, it's the brand of shirt that I'm wearing or the brand of the... Oh, I thought rank it, it 45. Rank 45 has nothing to do with Trump. President Trump. Don't call him Trump. Was it? He, he needs respect. <laughs> President Trump. But no, it actually is a, a, a rodeo brand. Cowboy brand. Rank oh, 45. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it did come around after he was maybe 2016. It's possible. Wow. And they decided to go with the 45 number. Who knows? But it's a brand of clothing. Carrie says, now they can see my countenance. You mean now that I'm not hidden behind the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds clear and wonderful. Oh, my God. That's oh, very so good. exciting. Yeah, well, it was hard to tell on this side because our sound, when we were testing, it was coming out of this computer, which is a small laptop. And then Carrie says, now it's good. It's fine now. Oh, good. And then we're on to cultivate. Yes. So Kathy says, cultivating is like gardening. So maybe plant, nourish, water, prune. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Read that too. 
And then, but Carrie says, to my point, the Bible prunes us in my mind. Yeah, see, that's the thing is to, it feels like we're the ones that are supposed to be cultivating, but in reality, it's God cultivating us. Hmm. So the terminology is a little. And then Kate's. Uh, and then Kate says, I agree. Hedia, cultivating God puts us in control. Mm. He's cultivating us. Right. Yes. We dig for treasure. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, Kathy says, well, sanctification is a process. So maybe it refers to growing and maturing in faith. And the fruit is the end result. Well, it definitely is a mm. biblical concept. Yeah. So I know that that took us right down a road about a meaning of a word, but what does the devotional speak to you? How do, what do you take from Well, it? I think it's important for us to understand what is causing our retardation. <laughs> How many of you are retarded in the faith? I'm not allowed to say that word anymore, so I'm very excited in this devotional we get to use that word. So, in our faith, what, what is retarded? Because that's really what I, I, I mean, so a number of things. I had an interesting conversation, which I won't divulge with who, just in case they don't want me divulging it. You don't want um, them to know you think they're retarded? They are not retarded. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we talked about what happens when our past mm -hmm. limits all limits our ability to appreciate and, uh, and embrace all that God has for us. When our past yes. holds us back from... Yes, and I was explaining for in my circumstance that because I come from a cult, uh, a, a cult-like religion, um, anytime somebody is overbearing, like a leader of a church is like, "Everybody come through me" or something, I I repel. It repels yeah. me. Um, and of course, it's not a biblical concept for us to worship or adore overly, you know place on a pedestal, a pastor, a leader of a church, but some things irk me more than they would the average person because of my own trauma, mm. you know? And so it's so important for us to be rid of those limitations that we place on God and all that he has for us, all the gifts, um, the healing, speaking in tongues, miracles. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so we have to be sure that we're not allowing that those past experiences, usually negative ones, mm -hmm. limiting. So I uh, that this scripture, this devotional reminds me exactly of that. Is that um, Tozer talks about it as well? We don't do enough to absorb the knowledge of God, um, but what else do we do to return our faith? Because of course that's a huge one. It's a big one. We have to mm -hmm. cultivate a relationship with God, of course. Right. But what else do we do to return our faith? Like the first thing that comes to my mind is we don't practice holiness. Because how many people do you know with knowledge of God that are corrupted? So they are acquiring knowledge, but they are not living sanctified lives. And that's what leads to being in the same place you started. Well, it, it, obviously, it's the power of the flesh is causing that retardation. Right. Well, because then you're not fighting <laughs> yeah. it. Right. Because it's a fight. Yeah. Or they're not fighting at all. Yeah. They just go, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
I, uh, Jesus will save me. And it's that there's a the danger of once saved, always saved. Right. That may be true, but you don't want that to be the mantra that you live by. That it, it allows you to live by your flesh. It allows you to participate in the things that God hates. Right. Uh, because you that you live by that that motto. I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe a, as a police officer, you know, we uh, wear uh, bullet resistant vests uh, when we go into service in our patrol car. And you, you, you feel a little bit of a like power because it, it makes you a little bit feel like you are protected, which you are. But you don't want to then walk into the gunfire without using other things like cover and concealment and proper lighting using your flashlight, trying to blind the person with their flashlight. Right. You don't want to silhouette other people. Um, but... Be, but just because you are Christian, you just don't want to walk into the brothel. <laughs> you don't want to walk into the bar and begin to have drinks because now you feel like you're protected. Right. Right. So um, the the vest is is great protection, but it doesn't mean you don't use all the other safety measures that are important to stay alive. Great analogy. Thank you. I just noticed I had to think about that a little bit because it felt like it was right. Mr. Copper. <laughs> It felt like I was right, but I wasn't sure. Um, what else could cause retardation? Kathy <laughs> um, uh, uh, says it's an obstacle time. Oh, yes. Well, is it, is it, do you mean time that we fail to dedicate to God or not having, or feeling like you don't have enough time? You know what first came to mind before she answers? Just, I mean, but answer, uh -huh. uh, but is that... We always think we have time. Like, you know what? I'll study. Time I'll is study, You know, next week I'll get into the Bible. Time next, is next week, Next week I will, uh, you know, share the gospel with somebody else. So and true. then you die. Oh. Oh. And you're like. You're, or something else comes up. Yeah. That distracts There's you. There's no time like the present, schnugs. Yes. Then to get into the word of God. Amen. And to. Uh, Stop being retarded. Uh, Carrie says, I was, I think, meaning she was retarded. Uh, but now on fire, not on cruise control. Yay! Uh, and Kelly says, at some point, trauma results in hypervigilance, which mm. if we are scared, we won't grow. Um, and Carrie says, hypervigilance became a habit for me even when there was no reason. Oh, interesting. So you don't know what's at the root of the hypervigilance. Um, and a hypervigilance, of course, discernment could be a good thing, but there is times when hypervigilance could be a hindering, uh, a hindrance uh, that, we, that we are so afraid of doing the wrong thing that we do nothing. And I've heard both Pastor Bob and Pastor Jack talk about that. Like, don't be so afraid to move and say, I gotta wait till I hear from God that you don't end up doing anything. Mm -hmm. Then you become like the servant with one talent and you bury it in the ground. Cause you're like, and, and, and think of that scripture, right? In the story of the talents where um, he says, I knew you to be a difficult man and that you yes. would get mad. And so I buried it. 
you know, and and it's basically putting it back on God saying, um, you're so difficult to please that I felt I couldn't do anything. And we shouldn't mm. be talking to God like that. We shouldn't be thinking that of him, that he's so difficult to please that we'll never get it right. We should be like, you know, which is oh, such a blessing to uh, that I, I can't stop thinking about where he told me, like, don't worry, make whatever choice you want. I'm behind every door. Like that was so liberating because he's basically saying, I love you. I got you. Mm. You know, yep. your, your little, I'm going to turn left or I'm going to turn right is, is meaningless because I will fix it no matter what direction you turn. Mm. Like, think about that. Think about how powerful that is that you can walk courageously and steadfast because um, when you're walking with God, he's there. He's there to protect you, no matter what. He's there to pick up the pieces. I love that. Thank you. That was good. Hi, thank you. Um, Dr. Catherine says both. You got, I, uh, uh, when we feel we can do things on our own strength, is it retardation? Yes. <laughs> Personal reliance. Yes. Absolutely. And Carrie says, I do know, but it became a part of me, and then it became a hindrance. Ah. Did you read the one with Dr. Catherine at 1949? Uh, I don't think so. And are you gonna are you gonna like the like a, ba a backseat drive? <laughs> Both because modern society has us on a hamster wheel. Just surviving indefinitely is an excuse we use. Like I use it not to go to the gym. It's not enough time. Not enough time. Right. Oh, great scripture. He was scared to lose the one talent. So he buries it, right? <laughs> yes. Think about it. That's so wild. Yes. I just uh, 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 read in Bo and I watched um, uh, Bible stories. Oh, they had an yeah. animation of one of, that, of yes. that story? Yes, it was awesome. Uh, that's powerful. That was good. Dr. K, are you like me working on that too? Mm. Harry says. And K says, when we blame each other... And circumstances for not doing what we know is the right thing. Yep. Blaming others. Yes. yes. Another retardation. Oh, that's that. Yeah. I can't stand that. When we blame others for, mm. for our, our the shortcomings. Kids. And the kids. <laughs> they blame us? No, then they blame others. They blame like their friends. Yes. Okay. Oh, it drives me crazy. Weakness and blaming others. Uh, well, you didn't get the pass to me. No, you know, and so that's why we lost. I go, well, what did you do? There was that was one pass in an hour long game, right? But what, what did you do? I don't want to hear what somebody didn't do. Kelly Falco. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Click uh, on that. Kathy Sorry. says, "Well, I work on hypervigilance. I've developed physiologically, which is terrible. Hypervigilance mm. is physically disabling at times. Oh. Yes, that too." Absolutely. It could be a very um, debilitating force in one's life, hypervigilance. I actually had experienced it best um, when I was going through the difficulty with Zara, with my daughter, because I was, I was just, I, I literally had made myself sick from worry that yes, you did. everything I could, and like how much of this was my <clears throat> fault? How am I going to fix it? How, what are the decisions I'm going to make to fix it? I mean, it was just 
so debilitating. Your back pain was even worse during that period of time. Oh yeah. Than it is now. I mean, you have a bad back as it is, but it was, it was extremely bad. Yeah, there were tears in your eyes from time to time. Yes. From the pain. Uh, Catherine says, I try to work on it spiritually by being open to talking to people. I trust their opinion and advice, but still sometimes don't act. I stay stagnant or retarded. <laughs> Sorry, still giggle every time I say that word. Not giggling at you. Only because it's been like the arsler for the last right? couple years. Like, it, you can't use the arsler. So uh, that's something we should pray for, Kathy. Yeah, right? let's do yes. that. And um, Carrie says, I'm always looking... At what I did to cause them to mess up. Hope it is not narcissism. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm looking at what I did to cause them to mess up. Yeah. That you have that much power being narcissistic. Oh, yeah. Does that make us narcissistic? Because I only think about that with my kid. I don't think about it with other people. Yeah. I don't think it's narcissistic when it's just your kid. Interesting thought, though. No. Yeah. Uh, Kathy says, hypervigilance stinks, stinks, stinks. The physiology in the brain physically changes. The, uh, I don't remember how to say this word and now I forgot. Um, um, Amygdala yeah. enlarges the hippocampus, shrinks. Wow. Oh, no. We have a, we have a hippopotamus in our, in our body. <laughs> All right, let's hear what the scripture has to say because I'm pretty sure they don't use the R slur no. in the. Of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use of their senses exercise to discern both good and evil. Such great scripture, right? Mm. He's like, how long have you been in the faith? You should be a teacher by now. But yet, you still want to go back to the basics. Mm. And if you are mature, you should have senses to discern good and evil. You should have been in the word enough. You should have had knowledge enough of God. You should have been walking with God to know the difference between good and evil. Like if you're still walking, it reminds me of um, that experience we had with somebody at church where they're like, no, I didn't know this happened. And you're like, between your street smarts and your church experience, you can't possibly not know that that was going to happen. <laughs> you know, like you, you don't suddenly get saved and then all of your like, you know, gang life for 25 years disappears right. you know what i mean i all of the 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 stuff that we did to ourselves the memories of those things you know we hope to eradicate a lot of them but come on now we, we remember the basics we remember the basics all right. of us remember the basics it's like what's happening with the fbi and maybe even the you know just the doj in general and that is suddenly depending on what it is they've forgotten how to investigate yeah, like, <laughs> like cocaine comes in the White House. They go, oh, we we lost the cocaine. They lost the cocaine. It's disappeared. Um, they they forget. Oh, fingerprints. Oh, we should have got fingerprints. Oh, we get cameras. Should we look at the cameras? Like suddenly 
they, <laughs> they uh, what's his name dies? Uh, the the pedophile that died in in, in custody. Oh, we, we forgot how to take care of people that are you know in the in, endangered uh, because of who they are and what they did. That we we no longer remember how to protect people like that. The cameras went out the, at the moment he was killed or died. I right. mean, committed suicide. The same. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, it's so crazy. But uh, yeah, people do that all the time. I'm going to say you are not a narcissist. The hypervigilance is a response to constant stress, narcissistic abuse, and mind games. Yes. yes. Being under that kind of pressure makes you neurotic, basically. Because you're constantly second-guessing not only yourself, but facts. Mm -hmm. People present you with a scenario or facts. And your trauma causes you to be overly, to be hypervigilant. Right. And it gets to the point where you exhibit what looks like a neurosis over it. Because right. um, it's the, the, the way the mind is responding to being under constant stress of. Um, Great stuff from Dr. Catherine. Yes. She wrote a book about this stuff. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, we have it in the closet. Dr. Catherine's a know-it-all. <laughs> uh, if we weren't attached to the table, I'd go pick up the book. Just the, I'm the, just kidding, Dr. Catherine. In the cabinet. Oh, is it in your room or here? It's in there. Oh. Well, uh, Epstein. Yeah, the night Epstein did not commit suicide. Ha ha, right? Absolutely not. What does it look like, Schnooks? Uh It's got a lion on, on the front. I can't see the phone. Carrie says, Hedy, Hedy's comment last night about contemplating scripture and expecting the Holy Spirit worked for me. Tried it at the morning devotional. Awesome. Oh, my God. I had some good advice. I'm so excited. Yes. Yay. Uh, she said, yes, exactly, Hedy. Even in the body, your cortisol levels are constantly elevated, so your brain changes. Yeah, I've got very elevated cortisol level after my... My recent teenager tra trauma. <laughs> Gary says, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Awesome. I, I, I wish you wouldn't have done that because you're not going to find it. And I, find it. No, because I know exactly what it looks like. But if you want me to find it, I will. Well, I, you I don't, so you bad. don't know what it looks like. So you won't, it's so important to, to hold people's books up when we're referencing them. It so is people good? Can, yes. But will, people, will people be able to see it? Yes. Even in the... Yes, I know how to do this. I remember I've I'm a nine-time number one best-selling author, and I've been on television. And don't yeah. talk because you're not on mic. It's gonna frustrate people. Um, you know that one of the um, cool things about this devotional is I feel like that I suddenly matured because, I mean, based on what the scripture says, you know, when are you going to grow up, Andy, and become a Christian? That over the last two days, mm -hmm. I've done something that I've struggled at as a, I was going to say retard. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would bring back the R word. And that is speaking to others about God, Jesus. Oh, yeah, you invited some people over. I, I, in two I days, three Can couples. Can you imagine how many people we'll have? Imagine if I did that. I mean, this every day I've spoke to somebody about it, and they're coming to our church tomorrow. Three new couples. That is awesome. It feels so good, yeah. and I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just no, saying. No, I've been I've been hoping you've been doing that for you would do that for months. 
Yes. Because you come into contact with so many people and you're so chatty. Well, I think I was... it kind of I think it kind of scared me because the one time that I did it before. Oh, what did we have? An amazing thing. We it was a tonight. but it was kind of scary. It oh. kind of scared the kids. Because but it wasn't scary. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, it, we had a healing, you know, we, we've told the story, but yeah. we, for those of you that don't know, we had, Andy met somebody in church, um, total random stranger. They came to our house and the, the, the relative got delivered. Like there was a deliverance in our living room, living room and it was amazing. The kids got scared, but, um, it was great liberating for her. So really quick, the, the name of the book is the lion and the narcissist. The uh, subtitle is the truth will give you strength and Wisdom to Stand Up by Dr. Catherine Sampius, Sampius RN, DNP. So go to, I'm sure you can, Amazon. you can get this on Amazon. That's what it looks like when you're doing your search. I always tell people, and I, when I've helped people write their book, I tell them to get a, a matte finish on their cover because when you're on TV, they do this. and It covers up the title. <laughs> So you so just Dr. Catherine. Next time you write a book, get a matte, matte finish, and that when they hold it up, it won't do that. So there you go. Look, look at that pretty picture of her in the background. In the back. Oh, look at Dr. Catherine. <laughs> Dr. Catherine. Oh, there, there it is. Dr. Yeah, that's a nice picture. So yes. Catherine says, in uh, in order to reverse the brain damage, they say meditation works. Look at that. So the sad thing is people flock to new age meditation, but that's where the worst meditation. Oh, yes. Yes. It, but we can meditate as we talked about last night. And I actually think so much of the trauma that I suffered was cured with meditating on God's word for sure. And just meditating on the relationship between me and the Lord, because in the first couple of years, there was so much damage I was undoing that every time I sat in prayer, um, I just visualized being with the Lord. I visualized because one of the first things he said to me was walk with me, daughter, learn my ways. Mm. And so I just visualized walking with him, walking, and I would cry and I would hear him tell me to break things off of myself. Mm. Bad habits. Um, uh, really, it, uh, repenting for things that I had done all the way down to my childhood. Mm. All the way back to my ancestors. I was repenting and standing in the gap for things that my ancestors had done. But even in my own life, the abuses that I committed against myself as a teenager, as a young adult, but all of that came from just spending time with the Lord. Yeah. I've seen it. And meditation is not I've a seen dirty it. word. No. No. Being in nature is another oh. way. Yeah. Nice. I think that's one of the first times where I, as a new Christian, even in the time when I was a Christian in name only, because there were times that I spent time with God. I'm not going to say it was a complete, it wasn't a waste of time. Right. There were at least two different times that I felt that when I was put myself in the right spot to meditate, now that I'm looking back, because remember I asked you yesterday, what does meditation look like to you, is uh, up in... Uh, I was camping up in oh, the yeah, Big Bear area, and I sat in a, on a rock out. Just I went for a walk and sat on a rock and focused on meditation and being with God. And I I felt His presence, not like I did in Salt Lake City, Utah, but it, it, His presence was felt. Amen. And it was that was a great time to 
to do that. And I felt so comforted. And actually the rest of the weekend in camping with the family that I was with, um, it, it went so much better after that period of time, spending it with him. Nice. It, it didn't last because then they went, they turned back to my flesh, but uh, <laughs> that period of time was good. Was Another good. time was at friend's church during um, no regrets. And they, the instructor, the instructions were to, to leave the room and go find a quiet place inside the church. And it's a pretty big campus. So we were able to find quiet time by ourselves just uh, in that big building. So it doesn't necessarily always have to be like on a mountaintop. Right. Just, just a alone time and a place that uh, you can be with God. And Carrie's saying, remember, Andy, God is empowering. Absolutely. Amen. Yes. And Catherine's saying, well oh, learn that. having a pet can help. And uh, that's why it's uh, cool, Andy, that you wrote a book, Walking with God and a Dog. God's precious creation heals us too. You know, I was hoping to experience that, <laughs> but I never did. I just... Uh, I, I don't know. Pets. The timing was bad. Yeah, you know, when you, and yeah, this isn't, a, me. This, <laughs> they really do. One of the most important things that you, that I taught, um, dog owners, you know, during the, the, the 20 years of teaching pet dog owners, uh, about dog ownership is that you, you have to make sure that you're buying the dog at the right time in your life and for the right reasons. It was a perfect time to buy a dog. No, it was the worst time to buy a dog. Really? You're <laughs> because all stuck together. you didn't know it was when it was going to end, and then it ended, or and then you get in a relationship, and now you're going. But the, now the dog is irritating. It's always irritating from day one, <laughs> even before you came around. Well, dog selection, the right time, and for the right reasons. Those yeah. are the three main things that you have to make sure when you're purchasing a dog that you consider. If it's not the right time, but you just really want one because it's cute, isn't gonna? It's not gonna work. If it, if if it's uh, you know, uh, you know, during a transition in your life, which that period of time was a transition, even with COVID, even without COVID, it was a transition. Yeah. So you got to look at look at all the there. There was it was just not. It hasn't been the right time. And then what about the right And we were trying to experiment with something, and it 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 didn't work. So. It was the wrong dog. But, but so you you actually think that there is a universe in which I would like a dog? That, yeah, really? I do. Yeah. Okay. I've been keeping my eyes open for the right dog. Because I, I, I feel bad that I don't like animals. <laughs> I, do. I feel like you know something I don't, wrong with me. I don't think it's a stretch that if you like me, then it's possible that you could like animals. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because one of the things that makes you laugh the most is when I turn into a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to make you the happiest. That has different reasons. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. So we're going to leave that one to the imagination. So there's something in you that likes... <laughs> Maybe we should get a tiger. Oh, we could do that. <laughs> uh, Catherine was shy and said thank you, Andy, for sharing the book. You're welcome. What about me for finding the book? Yeah. <laughs> Gary says, write in the comments, Dr. Gabe. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yes, glad you clarified meditation because I came out of the occult. Meditation means something really different. Yes. Oh, we talked yeah. about this yesterday. Remember, Carrie? We're not giving up the meditation and we're not giving up the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be there, though. 
And Eddie says he's not going to give up being gay. <laughs> it's just uh, happy and gay. It's yes. in so many songs. Right? Yes. And Kathy, you're absolutely right about this. Meditation is healing at the footstool like the throne at the throne of God. Nothing man can do will heal like the blood of Jesus can heal at the throne room of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I, I have felt that presence. And uh, there's just there's something so otherworldly, unexplainable about just being in a posture of repentance and crying my eyes out and feeling like it's the presence of the Lord that just washes that all, all away and that his blood washes it all, that the blood washes us white as snow. Like how does blood wash you white as snow? But when you, when you know how corrupt and dirty you have been um, and that his blood makes you pure, mm-hmm. that's how that expression is life. Yep. Right? Then that suddenly makes sense because his blood makes me pure. <laughs> awesome. Kate says, isn't our past covered by the cross? Healing is something we need to walk through with others walking alongside us in the journey. Well, our past is covered in the, the sins, the retribution of the past is covered by the cross. But you still carry all of that garbage in you, in your heart and in your mind, unless you're set free from it. So we get a new spirit, but it's up to us to reconcile that new spirit with the heart and mind that are constantly moving in an opposite direction. If we let the Holy Spirit control and govern, if we practice the holiness and righteousness that allows him to lead and be the master of our temple, then there's so much of that we can overcome. But if we still insist on being our fleshly selves, while the spirit is trying to do a work in us, mm. we're not going to get very far. So is it okay to say well, in my that, opinion. that Jesus was nailed to our sins, not necessarily our past? Our past is, is trauma that was sometimes, I mean, our past is some of our sins, right? Uh, but uh, our past is also, you know, desire, desire, but also uh, a result of our traumas. Yeah. It isn't a sin, but those traumas cause us to sometimes have fear, which is a sin. Absolutely. Cause us to have sexual proclivities. That are a sin. That are a sin. Right. But it's We are a product of our patterns, our upbringing, um, the generational curses that Mm. are over our lives, the the patterns that our ancestors, that our grandparents did, our parents did. Mm. I mean, look at it in... In relationships, how many of us repeat the mistakes of our parents because that's all we knew, right? You know, um, so it's really important, at least from my perspective, from what I've learned in the faith, to um, to really be vigilant <laughs> about making sure our hearts and minds align with what God is trying to do through us and in us. You know, it's interesting, and I've shared this before that in my growing up, my it, in in the household, uh, as a child, the word love was was rarely used. I, mean, I don't even know that if it ever was used. Yeah. It wasn't way until way later that I think my dad said he loved me. No, he told me he was proud of me. But That's I don't know right. that he ever told me that he loved me. Um, but as a result of that, as opposed to me doing that also to my kids, I early on, 
that I, because I, I always wanted to, Brady Bunch was big when I was a kid. It was when it yeah. first came out in the 70s. And um, I always wanted that Brady Bunch life. They go, how come my life isn't like the Brady Bunch? Everybody loves each other. Everybody's happy. They tease each other once in a while, but they all do things as a family. They go to Hawaii together. <laughs> and, and so, but it was, it was a, my past, I wanted to not have that in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that happens often too. So fought against it. Yeah. Kate says, sometimes it's hard to meditate when pain is all consuming. Absolutely. Sometimes we just need to nestle and trust him. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. Pettiest Mike should be on side. You turn towards Andy. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was there. Was it there earlier too? I think maybe you put it there after you went down. No, because it doesn't pin this way. If I do it, it'll go down. We can fix that, I think. We can fix that. Okay. But that's a good good job, Carrie. Good catch, Carrie. Here you go, mm-hmm. Carrie. And Freddie's like, oh, me too. I'm not an animal person. I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Franny. Thank you, Franny. And Dr. K says, another interesting thing is neurogenesis is that it's peak early morning. So praying and reading the word right away, right away when you wake up is important. Yes. That's great advice. And uh, Dr. K says, yes, uh, nature, genetic versus nurture, what is learned? And Kate says, 100% Andy. I thought you were going to skip that. You went past that, I think. What, you don't want to show that I'm 100%? No, I wanted to continue Dr. K's <laughs> thought from above. I'm just kidding. Not jump around too much. Jump around. Jump around. Yeah. Jump around. Kate says, I don't go looking into my past, but when the Holy Spirit shines a light on stuff, then he gives us strategies to pull the old roots out. Mm-hmm. There you go. It's a strategy, too. We all, we all have cute and clever ways. Yeah, Lisa would. Shalom. Shalom. How are shalom. you, Lisa? Hi, Lisa. Oh, you know what? I just bought a T-shirt that I think that's from the shirt that I just bought. Except for mine it says 1962. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dr. Doing... K makes me think of Aunt saying born with parents' face at 21 Facebook. Okay, I don't know. Everyone. Think of aunt, of her an aunt, that saying born with parents. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to be able to decipher that. Yeah, we're going to need a rephrase. <laughs> Lisa said, "Please pray for me because Satan's been attacking me for a couple weeks." Oh, oh no, Lisa. Sorry to hear that, Lisa. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm going to pray for a wall of fire around you. Wall of fire. Anybody else need prayer? We're going to land this plane. That's interesting. What? You're going to put up a wall of fire to fight off Satan. Is, is Satan, that Satan lived in fire. I don't know. It's from Zechariah. Oh. It says God's angels put up a wall of fire. So I don't know if it's like fire meets fire and they burn up. God's know. fire, I'm sure, is like God's fire is higher white. temperature. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> You know, I do the same. I mean, this is not unusual that I do this. No, you do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but we both do it in words of of songs, like worship songs. Uh-huh. They'll say stuff, and we go, mm. "Did they just try to make they they had to, they had to find a worm that word that rhymed with whatever uh, right glory?" So they put in something that you know just shmoly. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, so yeah. Oh my God, this is funny. Kate says, I'm not an animal person, but my kids were, and she said her cat hated her. <laughs> and I you fed it. it, and she fed it. Yeah, it's the relationship with me and with the cat, too, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and Lisa says, I put my faith in Zechariah. <laughs> good choice. Yes. Very good. And it was an aunt's saying Carrie oh. was trying to tell us. Yeah, well, your aunt needs to reword it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. K, do you think cultivating God is unique for each person? Well, I think there are fundamental principles, but definitely unique for each person. I mean, what he's going to give us to do to build a relationship with him, um, I think varies for each person. I know for me, uh, my latest bout of teenage drama taught me that I had made my child an idol. So I don't know if every parent does that. I don't know if that's a lesson everybody has to go through. But I know in cultivating my relationship with the Lord, that is that was a very difficult lesson that he wanted me to learn. And just based on my past, I had so much generational stuff that I needed to break off. And I tell Zara about it all the time. I said, do you realize we are the only Christians in our bloodline? We are the first lovers and worshipers of Jesus Christ in 5,000 years. Mm. You know, so it's, there's a lot uh, pushing against us and so many reasons why the demons don't want to let us go but i hope to empower her with that so that she remains vigilant that um it's not to take for granted that life uh is easy but realize that there's an enemy that mm. will try to take it from you okay carrie's saying i don't like cats they, they lo love her they love me and i ignore them <laughs> that's funny that's really funny. Case, uh, Dr. K says, for example, I do better by myself and not a big church because my hypervigilance, I don't do well in uh, church around a lot of people. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. We kind of do that too. I've heard that we, before. Uh, we notice people and talk about them. Alisa says, <laughs> everybody. Why you got to tell her? Why do you got to tell her intimate life stories? <laughs> Everybody has a different testimony of how Jesus saved their life. So I think that makes it unique for each of us. Amen. Yeah. And he says, hey, Medea. Yep. Carrie, kids, and dogs like me, but cats are selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say about um, uh, Carrie's comment about that uh, they love her and that they come around her. But I think that's the cats enjoy irritating people. Oh, you think they do that on Oh, purpose? yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, they find the person that they can irritate. Oh, that's and, why she plays soccer with all of her stuff yeah. and throws it off the counter. <laughs> do all yeah. cats do that? Yeah, they go, oh, that person's ignoring me. Oh. I'm going to go over there and rub up against them and knock stuff over while they're trying to talk to people. Right. Uh, when they're doing a devotional, I'm going to... Start ripping up yeah. the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid cat. chair. Yeah, they make you want to kick them. It's a uh, good thing I, I have so, Jesus in my life. So I, I, dogs I, don't do that. Well, they do. Uh, yes, my police dog did that to my brother. Oh, yeah. One time I, it was raining outside, and we had our laundry in the garage uh -huh. mixed together. My laundry and his laundry were in the same basket. Um, and it was raining so hard that rarely would I bring the dog in, but it was raining so hard I didn't want him to have to swim all night long. Wait, 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 in what scenario were you? 
brother's you and your brother's laundry in the same basket. We lived together. When oh, I, when I was in the when I got into the canine program. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I put the dog in the garage, and during that he hated my brother, and so during the night the dog Falco separated my clothing from his clothing, and ate and destroyed all of his clothing, leaving mine alone. Are you kidding? Absolutely true. He also one time got in the house and peed on his bed. <laughs> How did he separate the clothes? He literally he just, picked them up. Yeah, with the his odor. Mouth? Yeah, the odor. Like, no, but he picked them up with his mouth yeah, and moved it over. No, that's Andy. Love him. Oh. No, but like he picked it up with his teeth and yeah. then moved it. <laughs> and you saw a pile of your clothes on yeah. the side? Oh, mine was uh, virtually untouched, other than that's a little bit of slobber nice. from him moving it out of the way. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. <laughs> All right, we got to get to the prayers next. Let's, yes. let's get to some of this. I can't handle the guinea pigs and the hamsters. I'm scared <laughs> of them. Yeah, they're kind of creepy, anyways. So, no, no, no surprise there. Um, <laughs> fun ignoring them. I have fun ignoring them and feel <laughs> dethroned. <laughs> uh, Catherine says her Stella does that. <laughs> she will scratch and nibble with just her front teeth if I'm on the phone and she's demanding attention. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Pay attention to me, darn it. Hedia so. does that to me too. <laughs> I have my own version. Okay, so we mm. have uh, Dr. K and we have Carrie's eyesight. I feel like there was someone else. Lisa, what? Lisa, right. Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship. Thank you for laughter. That is um, such a great remedy to some of the heaviness we feel in the world today, Lord. Uh, but you are our oasis. You are the ocean of safety, Lord. And we're so grateful to, to know you and to have you in our lives. And we ask that you bless those around us, our family members, our sons and daughters, our grandkids that do not yet know you, our extended families, our relatives that are not in a right relationship with you, Lord, we ask that you draw them near. We'd like to lift up our family to you, um, especially um, Dr. Catherine, Lord, that you give her discernment so that she would know who are the people there to walk with her, the ladies or men that may be there to mentor her and to walk with her and to be her church and to be people that she could do life with, Lord. And we ask that you bring trusted people and open the doors that only you can open and shut the doors, Lord, that only you can shut in her life, Lord. And we lift up Lisa to you, Lord, your precious daughter. Uh, we, you know, you know, Lord, uh, what is troubling her and you know the difficulties, Lord, and we ask that you solve them for her, that you are the one and only solution and that you draw her to yourself, that you give her peace and you give her love and you envelop her um, in your grace, Lord, that whatever mistakes she's made, whatever difficulty, that it'll be in the past, Lord, that your grace covers all. And um, that she will forgive herself and forgive others, Lord. And tomorrow is a new day. Your mercies are new every day. This is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice in it, Lisa. So we pray in the name of Jesus that tomorrow is a new day. And that you will feel the amazing, remarkable, precious mercies of the Lord um, and what he gives in every new day. 
And we'd like to lift up Carrie, that her uh, eyesight, Lord, that that gets cured and her total restoration, Lord, and all of our friends that are suffering from ailments um, all across the United States, wherever they may be, and those of us that are overseas and, and Kate in Australia, Lord, we lift them all up to you and we ask for your healing and your blessing over their lives. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Amen. Make sure and get uh, Dr. Catherine's book, The Lion and the Narcissist. Yes. The truth will give you, sorry, I don't have my glasses, strength and wisdom to stand up. Go to Amazon and get this book. If you are living with a narcissist, it will give you strength to stand up like a lion. Oh, <laughs> God bless you guys. See you soon. Pray for our home church, please. We have yeah. our home church meeting tomorrow. Some new so. people coming. We have some new people. Andy's been an evangelist. So yes. we're really excited about what God's <laughs> going to do and how he's going to move. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, no.